So Amazon held its annual devices event this week where the company announced several new devices, ranging from a brand new look for the Echo line to a security camera drone that patrols your house on its own. Instead of breaking down every announcement today on Jason Squared, we're going to take a look at what impressed, what didn't, and what's downright confusing. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and this is Jason Squared. So Perlow, let's start with the bad. Which new Amazon product were you not impressed with? Uh, Alexa, what kind of Amazon products did you come out with this week? <laughs> that list is going to be so long. I don't think you have time to uh, listen to it. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> um, look, I, there was a lot of stuff they released in the course of an hour. I, I, I can't imagine. I can't believe just how much crap we had to watch being rolled out in, in, in such a short time period um, for press-only events by the way, it wasn't a publicly disclosed event. Right. Um, a lot of the innovations, uh, you know, that Amazon showed us were really not product enhancements in terms of things you need to buy uh, the updated versions of these devices in order to get. Um, in terms of Alexa, a lot of what is being rolled out to the cloud service, right? So presumably, a lot of the old devices should be getting a more natural voice, uh, yeah. the monitoring service, uh, the conversation mode, uh, that's assuming that you don't need that new chip, right, in order to take advantage of these things. Um, there's a new machine learning chip that they introduced with the, with the new version of the Echo, uh, which is a spheroid-looking, evil, supercomputer-looking thing, right? It looks exactly like the Nexus Q, which Google announced and never fully launched. They gave it to developers at a developer conference. It was their streaming set-top box. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, this a, is, that's what the it, new Echo looks like. It, it, I, I think it looks like Rehoboam from Westworld, the evil supercomputer, right? <laughs> okay. uh, not familiar have, with that, but okay. You, have, you haven't seen the new season of Westworld? No. Okay, well, they have they have this giant sphere with lights on it, which which is the evil supercomputer that talks. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I think I think they're going for evil supercomputer. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So uh, this so this is not unlike when Apple rolls out and improved iOS or watchOS and the older products get a lot of these innovations as well. So none of these things, you know, actually popped out and said to me, you know, buy me. Sure. Right. Right. So I can see how, um, you know, I might benefit from a dedicated machine learning chip. Um, it's not a, it's not a must have kind of a thing. Um, I've, I've definitely experienced enough times with that thing that it seems laggy and it needs to always communicate with, with Amazon Web Services because it has every time you speak to it, it it's got to send that query over across the cloud. And then what you're retrieving is, is you know, the, the, the result, yeah. you know, from right. That it's, so um, and I don't need a, a Zigbee bridge um, for the home automation stuff. I currently have. That's another one of the new things. The new Echo has is, is for communicating with uh, home automation uh, devices, you know, like light switches and controllers and things like that. Um, as I, I mean, I use a Lutron set up across the entire house and I run in, and that's a completely different standard, by the way, for, for their bridging system. Um, Zigbee is really, for, again, for lighting control devices that, uh, you know, Amazon's gonna use to expand its ecosystem with its partners. Um, the other thing that um, is being introduced with the Echo Series 4 is this sidewalk, which is a, a Bluetooth low energy mesh network that Amazon is gonna be forming um, for all its devices. So um, what, uh, the, uh, the objective is, is that if, if you have an Echo, uh, if, if your next door neighbor has an Echo, if your next door neighbor ha or you have uh, Amazon devices, which 
have this Bluetooth low energy chip built into it, they can network to each other transparently and pass things like security updates, right. software updates, and things like that without you even knowing about it, right? It's just, it's just the, it's just that this is a network that is overlaid above Wi-Fi, and it'll do stuff, and then it'll do things like apparently location aware type of things, and it will be used for Amazon to build out its service, um, but. Um, I don't see why I kind of need one of these other than to help Amazon build out its network. I mean, it's the fact that it's part of its junk is great, but I don't need to buy, replace all three of those things, right? And that's a generation one, and it works perfectly well, and it's going to get most of these services that they've presumably announced this week. Um, and it's it, it's working perfectly well. Do I need to re re – I mean, do I need to replace it? Is, I mean – Right. I don't know. Not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. what I use it for. I mean. So Echo announcements fell flat for you. What fell flat yeah. for me was Amazon announced a new service, a gaming streaming service service called Luna. Basically, it allows you to play video games without having a dedicated gaming console. You can play games on, of course, your Fire TV, Mac, iPad, iOS, which the iOS iPad thing is really interesting to me because it allows you to stream a video game in mobile Safari. So whereas yeah. Microsoft streaming service, gaming streaming service, xCloud or Google Stadia, if they want to release a native iPhone or iPad app, it's not allowed right now in the App Store. Apple's policies prohibit it unless each game is vetted and, and goes through Apple's review. Pro it's just unfeasible to do. But Amazon's getting around it by streaming games directly in mobile Safari, which is pretty cool. So you don't need a dedicated gaming console like an Xbox or a PlayStation. But for me, none of these streaming services, gaming streaming services, have really taken off. Microsoft's xCloud, Google Stadia. No. There, there's too many requirements and too many um, unknowns about the overall experience, right? And, and the gaming catalog doesn't truly exist on either platform. I mean, there's games there, yes. They have had they have studios who've signed on and, and whatnot. And maybe xCloud's going to be a little bit better, especially with Microsoft buying up gaming studios. But it doesn't lend itself to games like first-person shooters, Call of Duty, stuff like that, the games I play. Now, if it's a free world, free world, roam around, do whatever you want kind of game. You, need very, low, you need very low ping response times in order to play those first-person right, shooters. Right. And, you know, internet, relying on an internet connection to have a good gaming experience is already frustrating enough when the game is local and running on an Xbox or a PC. I can't imagine the frustration that would be playing on a dedicated internet connection where everything you see is being streamed and downloaded in real time. And I'm sure that's not 100% real time, but, you know, there's some caching and whatnot going on. I just... I get why companies are experimenting with streaming gaming platforms, and it's sort of appealing that Amazon is doing this, especially with the fact that they own Twitch, the streaming platform for all streamers, you know, the biggest platform. But I just, I don't know. It's $6 a month for access to their gaming catalog. You have to have a dedicated controller that is tied to your account, and you could switch around. Uh, and play on any of those devices, but I, I just, to me, it was one of those things was like, really, why do you have to do this? I, it, I just don't want any part of it, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I understand why Amazon wants to build out its services portfolio, especially if they attend at some point, attend attached this to some respect to Prime, right? They might do like yeah. a Prime, uh, a Prime arcade where they'll select a certain number of these to give out to free. You know, that's really the next thing. But look, I am now on subscription 
and streaming service overload. I okay? think we with, all with, are. Yep. And 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 especially when I buy Apple One Premiere in another month or two, right? Which is going to be another. What is that? Twenty thirty bucks a month. Thirty bucks. Yeah. I will be. I will be an extreme service overload. And with that, they're going to give me Apple Arcade, right? Now, yeah. I, I don't have Stadia. I don't have Xbox's equivalent. Now they want me to have Luna, right, and pay separate for it. I, I don't know. Like I said, if I paid with Prime, my my t- play with it a little bit, and it's going to depend on the, the quality of the games that they offer. To be to be perfectly frank, yeah. Yeah, so. and you know I haven't tried Stadia it, because it hasn't appealed to me. So maybe I'm way off. Maybe it's one of those things you have to try it before you actually get it. But looking at the gaming catalog, those aren't the games I want to play. So there's no incentive for me to try it right. at all and right. pay money each month for that. You know, I'm already paying Microsoft money every month to play online games or to game online through, you know, Xbox Live and whatnot. So I, I just don't see adding another subscription to the mix to download games in real time. It just it just uh, is not appealing, like I said. So right. that's what didn't impress. But what is one thing that they announced yesterday out of, I think the total count is 16, that you would actually buy or contemplating buying? Well, one is a, a would I buy it immediately versus one would I buy it in a later revision. Right. Okay. So um, the the car connect I might get. Okay. A, this is the ring car connect, right? Uh, which is this this um, a car uh, security device, and, and it didn't really get into super detail what what it's capable of doing, but it, it it looks like it's got cameras. It'll if someone approaches your car or something, and it'll it'll record or whatever. Um, it, it, I don't even. It would be cool if it had a dash cam built in, because then that would be one less thing I would need to have. I need to have just one device that kind of does everything, which would be kind of cool. Um, that's assuming my vehicles are compatible with them, right? And um, I would also get um, one of the always home flying house drones at some point, but maybe right. not the first version, because really what I wanted is not for indoor. I would like to have it be uh, an outdoor device that you know could patrol the house the out the perimeter and you know if someone if it said to someone's coming you know pop up you know with, with, with night vision and record that you know that that's what i would that's what i would pay for is an outdoor one not i don't want one indoors you know when I'm, when when my, my dog is running around and crap you know or, or <laughs> i'm walking around in my underwear no i i want i want my external of my house yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you, and I'm going to talk more about that always home security camera here in a minute, but because uh, I think it's fascinating and and, yeah. and scary and frightening all at the same time. But for me, so to your point, Ring is part of Amazon. Amazon bought Ring security company a few years ago, um, and this yesterday they announced a whole, three or four different car security products. So like you were just talking about, there is a camera. It is a dash cam. Um, and it also records inside the car from what I understand. There's an ODB2 adapter that only alerts you when a security instance has occurred. So someone breaks your window or whatnot, uh, you get a push alert on your phone. It doesn't have a camera built in, but, and those are cool. And I, and they make a ton of sense for ring to get into, I, I get it. Like their whole ethos is to keep everyone secure. So securing your car is just the next step in that because they have cameras, they've done everything they can do in the home. Or so we thought, right, with the flying drone. Right. 
So from my understanding, Tesla and Ring actually partnered on this and it's Ring's API that will allow car manufacturers to interact with the device that uses built-in cameras in the car to record and then provide access to that video in the Ring app. And right now this solves a big problem for Tesla users in that they have to plug a storage drive into their car in order to record camera footage from all the cameras that are in Tesla's uh, when they're parked as well as when they're driving. But this device, plugs in, has an optional LTE subscription so you could access the footage from anywhere as well as access it when you're parked at home if you don't want to pay for the LTE connection. And this, like I said, solves a huge problem for Tesla users and it's one that honestly should be free and built directly into the Tesla app itself. And hopefully that you know, is something we see in the future. But until then, this is a product that, you know, at $200, it's expensive, but I would buy in a heartbeat to have access to the camera yeah, footage for my car. Absolutely, you know, and I've had, um, you know, ODB connected devices before. I've had, I've evaluated a bunch of them. Usually they have like some type of a GPS tracker. They usually have some type of, and primarily they're for automotive uh, diagnostic purposes for, for homeowners. So like, you know, if, I, if my Camaro is, you know, sends out a, a diagnostic signal from, uh, from the engine, uh, the ODB connector picks it up and sends it up to an app. Ideally, I would love this car connect, not only to do just recording of, you know, security footage, but also the type of diagnostics you get out of ODB2 um, as well sure. uh, would, would be ideal. Then so an all-in-one device, you know, for yeah. the car. You know, yeah, you know, I think that would be ideal. The Connect and the ODB sensor are two different products. There's actually like a ring security system and then the camera system and then connect is something that is the API that car right. manufacturers can integrate with. But it would be great to see all of that information. Not going to see that on a Tesla because Tesla keeps that pretty private. But as long as I have access to that video footage from anywhere and I don't have to mess with pulling the USB drive out or uh, hopping in the car because they do have a built in viewer now, it just this is exactly in they're going to sell a ton of them until tesla adds this to the app which if they worked with tesla on this i don't see that happening anytime soon yeah all right so was there anything that was confusing that amazon announced yesterday so, something that like, you just don't understand yeah so like i said you know we, we, i talked about this earlier right because they didn't make it really clear if all the stuff they talked about all these uh, enhancements for that thing uh are that they've demonstrated the conversation mode, the natural sounding voice, the monitoring system for the elderly, whether it requires a generation for uh, echo with the new machine learning chip, or if all the old echoes, right? Going back to that first tin can thing, uh, of which I own three of them at this point, plus I own a whole bunch of dots, you know, from their probably second generation dots, whether those will be able to get those enhancements or you actually have to upgrade, right? And I really sure. want to know what the tangible benefits of this sidewalk network actually are for the average person, not just like it makes Amazon better. I want to know what it does for me personally. If I'm gonna re if I'm gonna replace, rip out every I mean probably four hundred, five hundred dollars worth of these things at least, even if they're on sale, I've got enough of them around the house. If I were to re replace them all with these spheroid things, um, I want to know what the tangible benefits are to me replace because because look they're, right. they're they're bluetooth speakers they're 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 you know they, they don't exactly go bad they're not like you know macintoshes or windows boxes where like if you eventually if you stop upgrading the software on them they don't become useful anymore these can live practically forever they're solid state they're not going to go bad necessarily 
Yeah, um, so unless it, Amazon issues a software update to Brickham, you know, I mean, that's really the only way they're going to go. Right. Back. And that, I mean, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Sonos did that. And look what happened. We had an old entire show and we went crazy. But could you imagine them bricking millions and millions and millions of echoes? I mean, there's so many of these things out in the wild. Right. I don't think they could do that and, and maintain their reputation. So they need, they need to be more uh, open as to what, what it's going to get me as a customer if I upgrade all my, my devices, right? Um, that, that's really the thing for me. So ZDNet's sister site, CNET, did a story, and I don't have it up in front of me, um, about Sidewalk prior to the event, and as well as which devices currently yeah. exist that support Sidewalk. And the list was very, very long. Um, so go read that after we're done filming, because I think it'll, it'll help you out quite a bit, and, and listeners and viewers can go read that as well. So Sidewalk, I believe, started as Ring... Rings technology for their smart lighting. Yeah. It was a way of extending the range of being able to connect to lights that are 100 yards, 200 yards away from the main hub. And when Amazon bought Ring, they integrated that and renamed it and they call it Sidewalk. There was even a pet collar, a dog collar at one point that was announced. I don't think it ever launched that was going to use that technology as well. So the thinking was if your dog ran away and it's two blocks away and your neighbor has an Amazon Echo that has Sidewalk integrated into it, you would get an alert saying, hey, your dog's yeah. right here because we connected to its caller anonymously. So I, I think there's benefits there, but until this is fully rolled out and you know we see the bigger picture instead of these one-off ideas like the dog caller, I agree with you. It's that there's a lot more explaining and education that needs to happen on Amazon's part and hopefully that happens. Yeah. Now, pretty much every product they announced, including the Ring car stuff, has Sidewalk built in. The Eros, every, yeah, all, they all do. And, you know, Sidewalk is built on industry standard technology. It is built on Bluetooth right. low energy, which, um, you know, it has been in use by other uh, companies, uh, primarily for things like smart lighting, uh, you know, type of uh, smart bulbs and things like that. So, so essentially, it is like Bluetooth, but it doesn't carry a ton of data. It's designed not for data speed transmission. It's designed, it's designed for data uh, distance yeah. transmission, right? Because it works on a different frequency than like something like Wi-Fi works on. You know, Wi-Fi has problems penetrating walls, especially start dealing with the five uh, gigahertz band, right? So, um, you know, something like Bluetooth low energy can transmit over hundreds of feet, uh, you know, and, and, and it doesn't have the same problem penetrating through walls. Um, so um, it, it, it is an ideal standard for device to device low speed communication yeah. right and so i i think that if amazon can be a uh, a, a trendsetter by getting them into all of its devices right it, there will be you know eventually millions and millions of the nodes of this network if not already because um, by, that by product sheer, list was really long yeah. like there's probably hundreds of millions of devices that support it right now yeah and it's a question of turning them on and getting them to start yeah. talking to each yeah. other right uh you know obviously my concern would be any potential security you know uh compromise that might exist that someone might discover um to what extent you know could a hacker you know penetrate this network and, and traverse it yeah i don't know uh, it seems to be very well encrypted based on, on their technical subscription but um you know like i said to me what's it it's always going to be what's in it for me right as a consumer yeah. right yeah, yeah. So, so for me yeah. the biggest product announced yesterday that i'm still on the fence about is the always home camera so this is rings autonomous drone that is tied to the ring yeah. security system so you have to have a ring alarm system equipped in your house in order to use one of these and so from my understanding okay. is you you 
go through and you configure predetermined routes. So let's say if your ring alarm system detects a door is open when your, your alarm is armed, it will leave its little docking station, fly over on a predetermined route that you have, set yourself, check it out, and stream that footage to you in the app. And you can see if something's going on or if you need to do anything else. So it's, it's really limited, really, because if you have to predetermine the route, you can't tell it to go. It's not fully, auto it's not fully autonomous. It's not using like LiDAR to map your right. routes and, 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 and uh, just figuring out where to chase something down. It's just that it's running. It, it can pattern. detect if an right. object is in its path. Let's say you have it fly a little too low to the couch and your dog is sitting up and it can't get around your dog. Like one of, like one of those robot vacuums, essentially. It's got a sensor. Essentially. Right, but it won't go around it. It'll go back to the dock and send you an alert and say its path is blocked. So oh. at $250, that seems a little limited to me. You know, I, I mean, obviously, you're the, if you have it fly high enough, the layout of your house doesn't change all that often at a high level. So no. objects in its path are going to be very limited. I get that, that approach, but also I feel like this should be something that you could set a schedule for it to fly around your house and let you know everything's okay, but also that it should have some autonomy to do what it needs to do. Like if it finds a person in your house, obviously the guy or girl is going to swat it out of the air. There's nothing stopping them from doing that, but it should be able to at least follow someone around your house if you know, it detects someone in your house. But so there's a lot of questions still that need to be answered by Ring and Amazon on how exactly this works. Does the software allow it to be approved to the point where it can fly around on its own? To your point earlier, can you put it outside? Can I attach a yeah. pellet gun to it <laughs> to, to shoot someone who's breaking into my home? Like, <laughs> you know, what what can I do beyond Jason, having... Jason, where is this all this... Jason, where's this aggression coming from, man? <laughs> I, I mean, you got to have something there, right? Like, they're going to swat it out of the air. Like, someone breaks into your house and sees this tiny little drone that's noisy yeah. that has a camera built into Damn. it. They're going to hit it. It's going to hit the ground. And it's going to be no better. Actually, at that point, it's worse than a camera sitting on your bookshelf recording the entire encounter. So, like... I get, maybe a pellet gun is overkill, yeah. but you, you get what I'm saying. There's, there's not a lot of deterrence here with something that can very easily be, you know, put on the ground. Um, so there's a lot of questions there, like I said, that I think we need some answers to. But uh, hopefully it doesn't launch till next year. Hopefully there'll be another, not event, but, you know, just some more videos explaining exactly what's going on with it and the true benefits of it other than this sci-fi scary movie looking thing that comes out of a dog. Well, you, you know, Jason, you know, in 20 years when the, the the killer robots are patrolling our destroyed landscape and we're all struggling to survive, um, you know, our, our magnanimous leader is going to tell us that it all started with, uh, you know, ring, with ring drones and before, <laughs> before, before Amazon Web Services completely conquered the earth, you know, right. and subjugated us. And, you know, and yeah, us, and, and there's that whole aspect of it too. Do you want Amazon having a map inside your house with every single product that is sitting on your counters? Like, yeah, that there's that whole aspect and privacy aspect of it as well. So that you know, it's just a lot more answers need to be uh, given by Ring. So, any closing thoughts, Perlo? Yeah, you know, one thing I, I do want to say, uh, it was clearly very, very obvious what the difference was between how Amazon runs a virtual event like this, which was only for selected press. I, I, I need to emphasize that it, you could only get into this event if you were a member of the media. And 
you had to get a special invite and a login code, and, and it, it was not. It, it was very secret squirrel uh, of where they where how they run this versus Apple, which is completely blow it out to the entire world so right. everyone can see it. Right. right. Um, this was also pre-recorded, like Apple uh, did its event, but um, this and it was produced. Right. It was. It was. It was produced. But it almost felt like a really, really long Saturday Night Live skit. You know, like, you know, you expected something <laughs> funny or goofy was going to happen while these executives were talking about, you know, what they were working on um, or that it was like a satire type, you know, commercial thing. Um, it, it, like I said, so it was produced, but not an ultra produced, super slick thing like Apple produced, like, you know, with Apple zooming in and out of the, of the buildings and all kinds of crazy stuff they were doing. Um, and Apple's was felt entertaining while you were watching it, you know, which I think sure. was, was, was a different. Um, they also trolled out a tremendous amount of product over the course of an hour, right? I yeah, mean, I mean talking about one, is, one is talking about all the enhancements to the Echo, which, yeah, you're all going to get all these things this fall. But then here's all the stuff you need I to buy. I completely lost you guys. Right? Uh, and it was a lot. But you figured uh, there was like four business segments that were discussing and at least four four products in each segment. So it was a lot, right? Um, it was very difficult for me as a technology journalist to process all this stuff that was being announced. So, you know, and you know what? I now appreciate that Apple has decided to split their events up and not utterly bombard us with garbage at, at, at each, at, at, you know, at an event. Because Apple could have easily done that. They could have done Watch. They could have bought an iPhone. They could have done iPad all in one event, uh, and Apple one, and we would just been completely overwhelmed. Yeah, right? I agree with you. The, the mean, Apple I events know. feel crowded themselves, anyways, because there's a lot. But there's a lot of information in their events. Whereas we're sitting here saying we don't know enough about this with Amazon. Apple right. gives us all that information, so it's overwhelming from that standpoint. But I think there was a total of 16 products announced yesterday by Amazon within. Yeah, an hour, which is insane, um, but it's also less than they announced the year before. So maybe they're listening a little bit. I actually didn't get to watch it. I was driving, so I listened to it, which was even harder to follow what was going on because it just moved so fast. The good news is we have quite a bit of coverage on ZDNet.com going over each of the products, rounding up when they'll be available because nothing's launched yet. I think they're waiting till after Amazon Prime Day on October 13th to even launch, yeah. the, launch the Echoes as well as- don't old... buy anything with, don't buy, don't buy anything with the announced price because when Prime Day comes, these are all gonna be discounted or most of them will be probably. Yeah, I bet a lot of them are discounted on Prime Day. So pre-order on October 13th, not now is, yeah. that would be yeah. my advice as well. Um, so go to ZDNet.com, check out all the coverage we have of Amazon's, was it, 2020 fall device event. Uh, there's a lot there, like I said. And um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out all of our work at ZDNet.com as well.